Welcome back to Do Alliance Podcast. This is your host, Alicia Solomon, and myself, Megan Hines, where every week we talk the challenge. And we are back once again for a brand new season of the Challenge 39 called Battle for a New Champion. And it's a lot of people that we haven't seen in a while. People are who are one and done. People haven't made it to a final at all. People who've made the finals and failed injured people and there's a lot of different personalities that have to clash and get along with one another in this new season well i'm glad you sound a little bit more enthused because the personalities the were not great like (laughs) watching that first episode i was like this is really the crop that they had like i don't no one else picked up the phone i get the concept of trying to get a new champion we've all been asking and pleading for non-vets and champions who are just going to run down the house to win but ultimately i feel like this is it like it's 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 how you act it's how you act yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't know it's not great it's not great it's so this is such a random group of non-veterans because everybody we've seen, we've seen on like either Challenge UK, Australia. We have one person from Challenge USA in Kyland. And then everybody else we've seen on these different seasons of the NT version that either get out early or are just wallpaper and just don't do nothing. So this is the most random group that we got. And we just got to deal with this for this whole season. I mean, it's fine. I again it's 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 just like a such a random bunch of people and i feel like a lot of them we've either seen like you said on 38 39 even total madness going back to melissa being like early 31 so it's like a lot of people just like really just plucked up out of nowhere it's good to see some of them back most of them yeah <laughs> Okay, so it's kind of like okay, let's see what they have. I I don't, I don't know. Yeah, because like I'm glad to see like the Right Eye Girls back in Olivia, Maurice, Mariah, and Raven. I did not think they would actually call Raven again, but I'm I'm glad she's back. I know her and Maurice had that Johnny thing, but they cool. They put that behind them, so I love that for them. I, I, I guess I'm glad that they did squash it. I mean, Maurice did mention she wanted to talk about it with Raven on the show rather than call her beforehand, which, I mean, I, it's it's cool. I feel like having that face-to-face interaction rather than picking up the phone and, you know, you don't really know the vibe of what she's giving. So I can appreciate them having that conversation in person. But, I mean, Olivia, I'm glad to see her back. I'm glad to see, you know, her nose is doing well, her new nose like great Horacio great to see you too <laughs> you know what I mean like uh Mariah she got a a, a job done okay yes. talk about everyone and I mean everyone I need you guys to slow down on the fillers I am tired like I am I am really tired of looking at people who all look like Jigsaw. It's really, it's hurting my heart. And I want to say the white women do your thing because I feel like that's just in your nature and your pastime. But Big T, why? Why would you do that to yourself? Why? I, I, I couldn't even like, I'm looking at Big T and they go back to old versions of, you know, her being on the show. And I'm like, like, what happened? Like, what? Like, stop. Tell your doctor to stop. Like, I want you to say no. Stop right there. No mas. No more. It's really just <laughs> frustrating to see. I'm just like, what? Why? Why are you doing this to yourself? Well, Huey, his bullets are still fine. But I know, uh, not bananas. TJ told him, did you get those implants out your butt? And when he asked him that, he I was asked I'm like, why would you ask that man that? It was a lot back there when Huey first came on. I'm not gonna hold you. We even had like a tweet about it. Like it was okay. It was given he went to Columbia and got that dang thing. Yeah. It it's condensed now, I think. But I it looks the same to me. He still got just It's less trunk. swollen. It's less yeah. swollen. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So yeah. 
even in the calls when PJ did call people, Mariah is also still with that banana man. I feel like they knew that they were making a call. Just a little context. Like, they had a pre-episode last week, and then they had episode one this week. I feel like last week's episode was actually episode one. So they did intros of, which they never, this, this is not even real, but I get it. Whatever, make TV. They had TJ sit down and FaceTime people of the cast to let them know that they made season 39. So they're making calls. TJ calls Mariah to let her know that she's made the cast. And then somehow, some way, Bananas is there and grabs the phone and starts talking to TJ. It's just like, I get it, but come on now. Leave us alone. We just saw you, sir. We don't need to, we don't need you on the show per usual. Anyways, I'm not gonna go on to that man that continues to fail everything. But even in that first episode, when they all gather and they go into the arena, I'm like, y'all left them by themselves to do nothing and stand there forever yeah i think that part was just i don't know if they thought it through but essentially they had them go into what they would deem like night one introduction so like once you go into the arena tj introduces introduces excuse me the show and he's like welcome to slow and so whatever they run into the house all that stuff we never got any of that this episode of this season essentially they walked into the arena and production had the bright idea for them to have the station set up so that they can ultimately do the challenges themselves nobody put two and two together until maybe about 30 or 40 minutes into them just standing there and kylan's ultimately ran down read the signs and then everyone was like oh we've been waiting for tj this whole time to come out but yet there's challenges all around them in the arena they're literally everyone's just standing around and so they have to work together as a team which is the main concept of the show this season is teamwork and them working together to get challenges done but it was just funny because i think somebody looked at production and production was just like it was just it was awkward yeah because because kind of was like oh we're just in here like i'm a I'll do things first, not ask permission. He walked down. Mariah's like, walking with him, like, let's go see what's going on. And they realize it. And then they just all start to go through those stations. One station had to, like, pick out the tiles with the names of people on them to try and decipher who's there, who's not. They switched over to the guys where they all just went down into the sand and did that to do that one as well. It was chaotic. To say the least, which is going to be the total season, like the three C's, uh, control, chaos, and conquest. We've sprinkled in champions at some point. Right. So that's also another element because we all seen the promo. We've seen CT dragging like an axe into the arena. We see Darrell. We see Car Maria back. We see Laurel. I don't even know why they called Kaz. Like, I get she's a champion, but Kaz? Like, they didn't have anybody else they could have called? No shade. But, uh, yeah, we saw Kaz, Jordan, Brad, Tori, um, Devin. Frencher. Who? Frencher. Oh, Casey. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just like a mixed bag of champions that they call so that the... I don't even know. Like, they had, they didn't even introduce that part of it yet, but that's what the promo is essentially. So they're not on the show, just for an FYI reference. You don't watch the show and expect to see CT chilling in the house with Big T or Darrell and Laura. Like, they're not there. <laughs> no, they're going to come in during part two of this show, which is going to be the chaos version, because right now we're in control. But after they finished out that station thing, they figured out that they were going to be staying in Zarina overnight they pulled out the cots they finally figured out where the champagne was in one of the lock boxes they got that they were partying it up hard that whole night they some of them barely got sleep that night but they were enjoying themselves a lot a lot of people were commingling a lot of people knew each other from like different seasons obviously like the red dye girls we talked about them melissa and big t they told max together so they are locked in to me they're kind of like the challenge Tiana and Lottie. <laughs> Princess 
Tiana and Lottie from Princess and the Frog. Oh, I haven't watched it in so long. I don't. The reference just went like that. So sorry. I'm like what? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I. I mean, I definitely enjoyed the conversation. It was more strategy than anything that the Ride or Die girls were talking about in Mariah, Olivia, Norris, and Raven. So Norris and Raven had a conversation, kind of just put everything to the past that they had, their the beef that started with Johnny. And I mean, they were trying to figure out their alliance. And Olivia was like, well, I like Zara and I feel like she's solid. And Norris is like, listen, Stop trying to add people onto the list. Like, it's four of us. It's four of us. I get it. That's your friend. Do what you want to do on your own time. But don't add it to the group, which I can appreciate because we've seen that in the last season as well, where once you have too many people in your alliance, it starts to just get murky and then somebody gets their feelings hurt. So, you know, Norris is like trying to set ground rules. I can respect it. And I feel like they were just having, I guess, challenge fun at the start of it. They were playing spin the bottle. So it's a lot of making out, kissing. I feel like it was just, you know, a lot happening. And Chauncey had the reaction of just like, whoa, because Chauncey's a new dad. Like he's just trying to chill out. He's not trying to get into the mix. And so Chauncey's reactions were honestly my reactions because I'm like, whoa. Like when I seen Huey and Karen kiss, when Callum and Corey were kissing, when Jessica and Raven, I was just like, this is a whole mix up, mix up, mix up kind of thing. Like, I don't know what's happening here, but the champagne hit, they're in the sand. This is what they get paid to do, I guess. Yeah. And Big T gave her speech. (laughs) You know, we, we were like wondering about the speech gate thing that happened on Twitter. And people were impressed that Big T gave a speech. We're trying, and they were trying to stop her from doing that. Got her speech first in at the arena to set the tone. She's done the most seasons out of everybody that's on this cast. And she deserves to be the voice of reason because she's gone through the ringer. She, and she's also very liked. Because like, you can't not like Big T. So she was the perfect person to do that speech to start off the season. Yeah, I mean, they did have another speech after the fact. So I I guess you can talk about the speech gate thing where basically people, I I think it was, I forget which person. It's so many people. I I don't, they all like have jigsaw, same faces. I don't know. I get mixed up. But essentially they were upset that Big T did the speech that Johnny or CT or some like challenge vet actually does. Whenever Johnny's on the show, it's typically him. But since again, Big T is the longest standing cast member who's done that many seasons on this show she gave the quote-unquote pseudo speech which it really wasn't like the real thing because they weren't in the house technically it was the first night but they weren't in the house so it didn't have the same umph behind it you know because later on another person gave the speech and it kind of was like that should have been her moment as well to kind of just culminate the whole time of coming into the house yeah before we even get to the house, <laughs> let's dial it back to the beginning of episode one real quick because PJ finally pulls up on them, on them after they spent the night camping in the arena and everybody looks not great. People, Like I said, people didn't get much sleep. Big T like, barely slept through the night. Huey had was mosquito bites and he was sleeping in his trousers <laughs> during the night. And Calum was like, looking at people once they got dressed and ready this is not smooth sailing like the uk because uk was carnival games compared to what's about to go on on this show i mean was it like i watched part of the uk season and i feel like it was just ultimately like a challenge like i I've, not carnival i'll take the back not carnival games, but just like it was very smooth like there wasn't much drama and it wasn't a lot happening Aside from the actual challenges, I'll take it back. But it's like, yeah, I mean, because it's, like, it's the first night. Like, it's the first day. It's the first time that they're actually getting to know each other and they haven't really been together with each other. I feel like with the UK, with the world championship shows, it was more or less like people coming from the same shows or coming from the same network of being social media influencers or reality TV stars. So they all kind of knew each other. So I think that gave more of, a background on those shows like on the UK Australian you know what I mean like it gave a little bit more connection that they had with the cast amongst each other rather than coming here and it's just like 
maybe two or three more UK people that are here and then the rest he doesn't know, you know, or like, it's just like, it, it's a lot of not knowing. Yeah. Especially I feel bad for, um, I can never say her name right, but Huey, because she's the only Argentinian person and she has the language barrier. So I'm very scared to see how she navigates because she can talk to people. It's just now like cultivating those relationships with others and like getting through that because at this point, a lot of people are kind of talking to each other. But for her, she's a little bit on the out. So she's trying to navigate that as well. But she doesn't know a lot of people that's on this season either. Except for like Zara. That's it. Yeah, Zara's the only one that was on the World Championship show with her. So I feel like every time I saw Huhui, she was next to Zara, which that's fine. Like try to, you know, get someone you're comfortable with so that you can kind of break yourself into the house. Because some people just didn't catch that gist of like trying to ease themselves into the house. And it kind of just kind of blew up from there. Yeah. And we get into the day challenge, which just is done as one big team. And TJ also does say that with each of these stages of control, chaos, and conquest, this person being controlled, they'll be earning money when the chaos section happens. They might be losing money. Conquest will be able to earn more money as well. But in this daily challenge, it is called Hole control, where they'll enter a mud pit and retrieve 24 large poles and arrange them to show the challenge logo in a puzzle within 10 minutes. And if they're successful, they will get 50K put into their pot of 300K, which they start off with for the season. That will be grabbed up um, later on in the final. But if they fail this daily challenge, they will lose that 50K. If they pass it, that'll be added to the pot. And person that we were alluding to that was being a little bit out of the mix was Berta. Because right off the bat in this challenge, she was very pissed off at everybody. You know, listening at her. And the guys just bogarting everything to start. And she's like, y'all need to listen to me, not the guys. Because she was an acrobatics person. And she can work that angle with the wall. Yeah, I think, I don't know if many people, well, I think Berta was on 38 on was it double agents or spies lies and allies i forget what what i think it was spies lies and allies yeah one of those anyway i just think that berna just rubbed so many people the wrong way and even with her speaking and trying to be more assertive and trying to have more of a voice and authoritative it just came across as like i know it all like everyone listened to me rather than hey maybe you should listen to this input and let's try to use this. It was more of a let me do everything rather than I'm adding on to what we're trying to do here. And I was, I was, I was feeling burnt. I was like, I wish that she could have a different tone or not even just tone, but like a different attitude towards it. Cause I just feel like it was just, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. And granted, she may have known what she was doing because of, like you said, she have her background of acrobatics, but at the same time, it just it just rubbed people the wrong way. And I just think that everyone just shut her out and no one was really listening to her. And there was a consensus of a plan and she was just going against the plan the whole time. So that also did not help her in her trying to like have her voice heard. Like she was just doing whatever she was doing. And so anytime you saw somebody, they were like, Berna, like, what are you doing? Like, go over here, do this, do that. And she's just doing her own thing. Cause she's just like, I know better. And I know this and I know that. And it's just like, girl, but this is a team effort. And so you may have to put your pride to the side a little bit and kind of just fall in line with the team so that y'all can get the win. But she just wasn't feeling that. She wasn't hearing that. And that also bled on later on into her just dealing with the house and the situation of just living with other people. But I kind of felt for Berna. But then I was like, she just keeps digging her own grave because she just don't know how to, like, take one for the team. Like, this is a team effort. It's like 25 people that you have to be aligned with. And if you're the odd man out, none of this is going to work. Like, it's all just going to go to shit. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, they had a plan kind of, it was a solid plan, but not really a solid plan. Like, the plan was to, like, get the girls up so that they can work on the puzzle. The guys just get over the wall. It partly works, but it didn't work because at one point, I'm looking, I'm like, y'all not getting all the girls up here 
as well as y'all trying to. Because at one point, some of the guys got up and tried to pull other people up. Like, it was initially fine when you had first, like, Chauncey and Ed and Jay getting up to have a good anchor. Then once people started getting up, the girls didn't have a plan either with the puzzle. And I'm like, we had, it, it was a good start off with Michelle and Reese knowing that it's supposed to say challenge. And that's why I'm like, okay, it probably was a girl's fault <laughs> in this daily because they're like, whose fault was it that they lost? I think it did kind of fall on the girls just a tad bit because even though Michelle and Reese knew it, it had to be challenged, it was a lot going on and no one was giving good directive advice and people were not listening. Yeah, that was ultimately their downfall because they did lose because they lost at the puzzle portion. So I feel like once Michelle and Maurice figured out, hey, this says challenge, and they were still getting pieces, and they were still getting people, I feel like the people were coming with the pieces and then just doing whatever they were doing. And then it just became too many voices to kind of just say, hey, let's just lay these things out. And so because the polls were heavy, so they were already having a hard time getting the polls, carrying them from the pit that they were in, then also putting them into the station so that they can line up and say challenge. I just feel like it was just a hot mess with them just doing whatever. So again, no one really took initiative in that sense. Like they knew what it was supposed to spell, but once somebody was trying to move a piece, then another person would be like, no, we got to do this. And it's just like, everyone just shut up and just take a second because now you're going against the clock. Like they only had 10 minutes to do this. So it really should have been easier for them to just have like a pipeline of them just bringing all the girls up, maybe one or two girls kind of getting the puzzle pieces together to look to see what's going on. And then people just carrying them and passing them on. But again, it was just ultimate chaos. And it just went to shit towards the end. I feel like the guys, they did do their part in getting everyone up from the pit, which was probably the most difficult part because towards the end, like Callum looked like he was about to rip off Karen's skin. They were having such a hard time, like getting that grip. Freaking Jay, I don't know, Karen was holding onto his legs to Jay's hairline and back hair. Like it was just ultimate shit show. Okay. Like it, it was, they were really trying. But they ultimately got there, you know? So that's the yeah. thing. It's like, they they did it, but not without some kind of messed up, you know, situation. But, yeah, the girls definitely no. dropped the ball. Yeah. When you said that man's hairline, man. Is it is it not back hair? Is it not <laughs> saluting us? It is. is it? Okay. No, it is. Because they had Jay stretched out like Elastigirl, and I was like, that man gonna hurt his limbs. <laughs> and then Callum almost fell in at one point. That's the he... thing. Like, Callum was looking like, he was like at the tail end of the bottom, and I was like, if he falls in, what are y'all gonna do? Y'all are just wasting time. And I feel like everyone was around Callum, but no one was holding Callum. I'm literally mm-hmm. like, somebody hold on to his legs, to his you know his waist so that he can like have a stronger grip to like they were just letting shit go it was it was really crazy yeah the guys they 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 were doing right it's just the anchor had to be a little bit more sound so that people who are pulling have an anchor for themselves and then it's just a whole group effort but eventually hey karen made it up at the end and then there was more chaos in the puzzle but in the end they still failed within the 10 minutes and they don't have an additional 50K into their pot. Yeah, pass-fail. I don't mind the pass-fail method of just, it's either you won or you didn't. So they lost, lose the 50K, and now they have to vote somebody in. So everyone was just panicking because this, this is an individual challenge. Like, only one winner. There's no man and woman winner. It's only one winner which I actually like because for the past couple of seasons, we keep seeing men and women have to split the money. So it's either one person's going to win. So now yeah. everyone has to vote. And I feel like it's giving, you know, old school challenge where it's just like, all right, now we all have to come together to get one person out of here. Yeah, but I think the last time we even had an individual winner was Kara. I forget which season it was, but she was the last like actual individual winner on one of like, the more recent like modern seasons so i don't mind it being another individual 
So we'll see. People are going to be more cutthroat this go around. Like, a lot of people are coming in here and do this with, like, alliances and being friends. But at some point, it's going to be everybody by themselves. So how people play their own game moving forward, it'll be interesting. But back at the house, we get more. Is Berna cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs or what? Because she was just in her fields when they got to the house. She went into the room with Michelle. She couldn't get into the room with Michelle because someone else got in her that room. So she ended up rooming with Raven, Colleen, and Jessica. And she's like pissed off about that. And she's even more pissed that people are not leaning towards her. And I'm like, is she cuckoo or what? No, I, I don't know. I, I think that with the challenge not working out in their favor and her feeling like she had a voice or lack thereof of a voice with the group, she just kind of kept feeling like the odd man out. And I think the Michelle roommate situation kind of just like pushed her over the edge. And it really was not that serious, to be honest. Michelle is still in the same house with you. You can still see her. Like, Huey had to come in and be like, I'm right in the room across from you. I think that Brenda just wanted to, I don't know, she was very emotional. I I, I, I can't really call it what, what was going on with her. But the more that she kept having that attitude and just being like a Debbie Downer is the more people were like, yo, what is up with this chick? Like, we got to get her out of here. And that's mainly the start of the Brenda vote hate train like everyone was like listen we gotta vote somebody out this chick is already making it life so much easier because she's just having a a fit all the time and she really did not assist much in the challenge other than just doing her own thing so might as well get her out i didn't blame them because she just was not making it any easier for her like her her vote she was just making it worse yeah and then Jay ended up having his speech as well when they got thrown in the house. Whoopie whoop whoop. And then also Big T, did she have a plan or not? She did. She lied to them. <laughs> her face was like, I don't have a plan. I'm good. But then her and Melissa got together and she was like, I actually have a plan. Um, I want the guys up. Of course. Big T's been doing this for a minute. It's crazy that Big T is quote unquote like the vet of this season because we haven't had Big T on for that long. But I think she's learned over the years on how to just be a more social and political player. Like that's always been her thing. And so of course she's going to use that to her advantage. And of course, because it's not really just women and men, like how it usually is in terms of them going into elimination. Like it's one size fits all at this point, everybody gets it. She's just like, listen, the men are going to come after us at some point and they don't want an all men's final. So let's make it easier by just starting this, vote of voting for a man which it made sense but ultimately I think because it was a consensus house decision like we have to really look at the root of what the hell happened and why we lost and that's pretty much why the girls had to get voted in like the men didn't really fuck up it was y'all like y'all didn't get it together and then also I feel like even though after the fact when everyone was up off of the pit it just became more of a shit show. And a lot of the men were standing back. Like they weren't even participating in helping them, which also just is like, at the end of the day, you're still here to win. But ultimately the women just did not do their part of it. So I get Big T and her ploy and the rest of the women, they were trying to throw names out there like Berna, like Jessica. And it just, yeah, like Melissa. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, they did. They threw Melissa too. It was just a lot that was happening that it was just like, all right, one of you women have to go. And so those were like the main votes. But once the deliberation happened, I feel like this shit, the chick, excuse me, not the shit, this chick (laughs) (laughs) stamped herself as the vote. Because this chick just started saying whatever. Like, truly. Yeah. Let's just get into deliberation because that was... It was a sh- it wasn't bad, but it got bad once Cheska opened her mouth because I was confused on why she's like, I know y'all think I'm weak, I'm sure I can't do as much. And I'm like, where is this coming from? Because all we've been hearing thus far from who will want to go, who they wanted to go win, were Big T or Bernard. But allegedly, backstory, <laughs> apparently, because I just read this like last night that. The reason why Jessica even actually ended up being the vote later on 
was because she got into drama between Jay and Chauncey because she was going to work with Jay. Where they had a conversation before the daily challenge. And then at the challenge, her and Chauncey aligned with one another. And he said he was going to target Jay. And Jay asked her, like, hey, is anybody targeting me? She said no. But then where it got back around and she was like already targeting Olivia. Olivia knew that she was going to target her. Where it got back around and people were just like, hey, Jessica got to go. And this is why. She's like, I know people are often saying my name. I know I'm weak. I'm short. She did that whole spiel digging her grave. And that's why they all basically voted for her. So, like, everybody had a sense that they were going to vote for Jessica. And that was it. Okay, that makes sense. I I also got the context of why they were voting for Jessica because Olivia did state when she was on the bed talking to the other girls like she wanted Jessica out so that also adds to the context of what you're saying like on why she just put Jessica in there because I kind of was just like what is Olivia talking about but now that makes a little bit more sense in context wise but as for Jessica in this speech she really dug herself so deep in that grave like what really took me out in her speech was that she was just like this isn't a lot of money. I'm going to give it to charity anyway. I want to go see my mom. Like, I don't even want to be in the house. And it's like, so why did you show up? Like, why are you here? I, I'm really confused as to why you're here. And then she just kept backtracking like, yeah, but still I want to be in the house and I want to still win and I still want to help people get the champion. Like, even though I, it may not be me, girl, she just kept making it worse and worse and worse. But I think the worst was just her saying like, this is not even a lot of money and I don't need that. And y'all broke. And I want to go home to see my mom. Like that's what she gave. And it's just like, girl, go home to see your damn mother then. Like, why, why is you here? <laughs> every, every time she just started talking, I'm just like, girl, shut up. This is not what you do on this show. And I didn't see her on Australia. So I'm like, where's Emily? Where's Kiki? They were much better. Entertainment wise, no, and actually, no, they were not. Kiki, yes, Emily could. I, Emily, please. No, Emily gave us something at least. I'll give, I'll give her that. She's delusional, but she gave us something. This girl just delusional and just didn't read the room at all. Because why would you come on here say, "I know I'm short. I know I can't do as much." No one's trying to take a layup to the final in this format. That doesn't make any sense. You you're not giving anybody anything to help them, and it's only the first night. Shut up! But it was it was just definitely hard to listen. Like she just didn't make it any better. Oh, so at that point, but also Berna did apologize for her behavior as well to the group. She wanted to be better about navigating. Big T also said she knew that people were talking about her, and Kieran also put his name out there because he was like, oh, I helped make the plan, but we've held up our end. So, like, the guys knew that the girls were going to try and go after them. But in the end, it didn't even matter because we know to the vote, which I like the format of how they're doing the vote. It's very verbal. Everybody has a vote, and they're doing it right in front of one another. Berna started it. 23 people voted for Jessica, even herself. Including Jessica. <laughs> yeah. I Like, I completely was here for them voting for jessica like once berna had the first vote to go i'm like just say jessica because i knew once they said jessica it was just gonna keep going but horacio let's chat a little bit because (laughs) why did you decide to go against the grain and use that platform to make it known that you're making big t a target like it's fine you yes you've had five eliminations win everybody did not win like, everyone's here because they're a loser, ultimately. So I don't care about your five limbs. I don't care how strong of a player you are. I don't give a shit. Ultimately, you need to be playing a political game. Just because you're a strong player does not mean that you're going to get far. And especially with this being an individual's format, you're going to need each and every person to be behind you. And so I just think that Horacio just made it worse for himself because Big T has a lot of people who she's cool with. And so that hurts Horacio because now you're just putting a target on Big T. At that point, it was already 21 votes. So why would you even just go ahead and be like, I'm just going to break this up and say Big T? That that moves no needle. 
that doesn't do anything but put a target on your back. Like I just didn't, I wasn't really jacking that from Horacio. And I just feel like he was just trying to be like a showman. And it was just like, it was no need. It really wasn't. I'm like, just like, go get the random. Why would you not go get the at this point? It's the first week. Evie vote for Jessica. That's it. Nobody has any actual real plan at this point. Just vote for Jessica. Let it be unanimous. She even voted for herself. So what's the point of you even doing that? And if you bro like Horacio, you are dumb. Right? Why would you do that? Also, it's also funny that he is not even here. Like he's out filming another show right now. And he's like getting ate up on Twitter about it. And he's already filming another show. And it's like, well, be be smarter about how you run things because you how dare I say he got helped last year on that last season. Part of them came from other people. But you gotta be smarter about how you play in this game. You can like you said, you can rely on physical and direction stuff, all that. But the other elements you just don't got. So you can't make yourself a target right off the bat when it's really smooth sailing at this point right now. No one needs to have a target on their back coming out the gate. So, yeah. Um, also, Jessica had the control to pick who she wanted to go against. And she decided to pick Big T. And I'm just like, okay, cool. I'm not mad at it. I mean, Big T was another main vote in the House. Ultimately, that didn't get said. But people were going to vote for Big T if they had the opportunity to. I mean, Horacio did, but... I mean, like majority people would have vote for, voted for Big T. And I also think that because Big T is such a main focal point of a lot of the relationships in the house, why not bring somebody with me? Like Jessica's like, listen, I'm voting for myself at this point. I don't have anything to lose. And I'm just going to bring Big T right along with me. I don't mind it. But when I saw Big T go down there, I said, listen, Big T, don't piss me off. Because one thing it is, if you go down in this elimination and you lose the first night and you've been doing all that yapping, I'm going to have to disown you, sis. Like, don't come back on the show. Like, retire for real. Because that would be complete and utter nonsense if Big T would have came in here, got called out by somebody who just voted for themselves into elimination and straight up lose. Like, I I literally said out loud, I said, don't piss me off, Big T. Don't piss me off. Don't piss me off. Well, she did not because they played a game called Fallout where they would be suspended in a glass bottom cube and would have to remove tiles from the cube before pulling a rope to retrieve a hammer and use that to smash through the floor. The first person who got down the ground won the information to save the game. Big T was going ham. She had a strategy. She was moving. Meanwhile, Jessica was just there. And moving like molasses. And I'm like, there is a sense of urgency. There isn't anything there. Yeah, it was definitely two opposite ends of the spectrum. Like, Big T was moving like she had her life depending on it. And Jessica was moving like as if it was, you know, just another day. Like Ed said, she was just moving as if though this was Sunday and she's just cleaning up. And, you know, she's just like taking her sweet precious little time and big t was moving like big t did what she needed to do she was moving with two hands moving as quickly as she possibly could getting that rope and that hammer into the box to let herself go and i feel like once she kind of had that release and everyone was jumping up for joy and shouting for big t and all that it kind of was just like all right we're off to a decent start on this season at least because like i said big t don't piss me off, girl. Like <laughs> she came, she came in very hot this season. And so I want her to actually do something because you know, we know how Big T ends up losing sometimes in situations like this. So I was glad that she did win. And <laughs> shout out to Chauncey, which makes a little bit more sense now that he was saying good job, Jessica, because Jessica ended up losing and uh she really didn't have that much support, but you know. She dug her own grave. I mean, I don't feel sad for her. I don't feel sorry for her. She didn't really seem to care to be in the house anyway. Like, she didn't want... Like, you know how everyone has a sob story about why they want to win the money? I want to win for my family. I want to win to do this. She just gave very much like, yeah, I'm just going to give this to charity anyway because I don't really need it. So, and I'm just like, okay, cool. 500K after taxes, whatever country. And I don't know, that'll probably be 300, maybe 290, depending on 
again, what country you live in, but at the same time, like money is money. So I just feel like she just was acting very stush and she don't need to come back on anything at, at this point. Like, cause clearly you don't need shit and you want to be under up your mom. So like, just stay home with her next time. Don't come back when they call you. Yeah. Cause even like ASAP, like he, even though he's on a lot since like he's last been on the show, he was like, I have a family now. I'm trying to focus on making sure we're okay and we get out trenches. Like everybody has a, everyone has a real story. Like everyone has some shit that they're going through and some people are realer than others. Asaf came in and was like, listen, I'm struggling a little bit. I'm still, I'm doing my music in the closet here, but I got a baby. I got a wife. Like I got to make something shake. I can respect it. You know what I mean? Like everyone has something, but I just think that Jessica's blase attitude about it was just like, girl, okay, whatever. Yeah. Not to see you never. Also, it's really funny that allegedly she was hanging out with Devin after this. <laughs> that was Devin just like who? the man that's Melly. Oh, that one you got, it's a lot of Devins out there. You gotta, I don't know. The one we know that's on the show. I, I know now. I know now what you're saying, but there's a lot of Devins out there. I thought it was Black Devin. I don't know. Like, it could be anybody. Okay. All right. It's a but that's the end of the episode, basically. Good congratulations, Big T. Got another elimination win under her belt. I'm excited to see what she does this season and how she navigates. Now that she does have a big target on her back, I want to see how she navigates now. Because she, if she's really about to be Ashley 2.0 social and strategies going on. So we'll see how that goes. But also, Corey about to keep an eye on and on Shay Darrow because... I'm watching that man this season because the clip that I saw of him saying, oh, I mean, using Big T and Melissa from information, sir, I need you to not. But I'll get to him eventually whenever that blows over. So, yeah. <laughs> We're going to get into the tweet from this episode. First, this with a lot of good tweets. Big T starts off saying, there's no way I'm coming out of retirement to be the first one sent home. She knew. She had these online. She was like, I retired, but I'm coming back. And I'm coming back with confidence and fire on my butt. Unrespected. I'm glad she did. <laughs> and then uh, Dr. Laurel Stuckey tweeted, not Colleen saying she's a psychologist, so she knows how to use people to get what she wants. I didn't think that profession worked that way. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I don't know what how psychologists work in Germany and her experience being on the mold. I think she conflated a lot of things into that. So Godspeed to her and her endeavors in that career. <laughs> um the next tweet. <laughs> the silence is deafening. The next tweet. Jay is Jay saying he is the next generation when he is older than the cast members that debuted on Invasion six years ago. Okay. Yeah, because we didn't even get to Jay's little speech. And uh, I don't mind us not getting into Jay's speech. But when he said that, you cannot be the next generation if you're a smooth 37. I don't think that's how generations work. We, We don't start older like this is not a benjamin button society where we start older to get younger that's not how that works jay listen i get it nobody is old enough on this cast that has been on the show long enough that can say that they've been doing this for 20 years like you're normally used to but ultimately you need to be (laughs) under a certain age to be like the next generation this show doesn't have a long lifeline let's let's also keep it real this is about to be 40 seasons of this show. So I don't know what generation you're trying to go into, but it is it, it doesn't add up. Like when he said that, and I'm looking around and everyone's like, hip, hip, hooray, and cheering him on. I'm just like, do y'all not know how generations work? Or are we are we just like just completely forgetting and wiping off the civilization? You're starting fresh with 38-year-old people. I don't I don't know how that works. No, that man is 34. And in context, Corey is 32. Corey Wharton is 32. 
That man was on Red Roll Explosion with Ashley. He's 32. He debuted on I forget the season, but on on a challenge. That's like that 10 man, years ago. 10, 12 yeah. years ago, at least. And then Jay was on Survivor not long after Corey. So, sir, you've been on TV for a good portion of your adult life as well, of your early 20s. You are a millennial, sir. You are not Gen Z. So I need you to buckle it down. You may be, like, still fairly new to the challenge, but you've been on TV and you know better. So stop it right there. If anything, Narice, Olivia, and Horacio will be next generation because they're around my age. And they're, like, the right. tail-end millennials. But you are not too far from the end of the, like, the beginning of millennials. So I need you to just be quiet. You've been on here for long, much longer. So that's it. Because, like you said, his hair is... All the way back. If your hair is all the way back like that, you've been on TV for much longer. So I need you to no, you, you've quiet. lived and not even just the TV. You've lived life clearly. You don't start life with your hairline back here unless you got something else going on on the side. You know what I mean? Like if you lived a life, it, sh- it should be right in the front. You know what I'm saying? It should be in the front, not in the middle, not in the back, not on the side. Yeah, brother. I don't know. You got. You may have to uh, take a trip to Turkey next time with Nani when she gets her teeth redone. You might want to go go with Nani and um, get them plugs like Tracy McGrady got. You know what I'm saying? The amount of people that have veneers on this season, though, it's sending me. <laughs> like I looked at Callum's teeth, James's teeth. A lot of them overseas people they had a lot of veneers, and I was like, well. I'm all for getting yourself adjusted in how you seem fit, but just get things that look correct, like that look good. You know, just get a good job done. That's all I ask. Like you can get whatever you want done. You have the extra disposable income to do whatever you feel like you want to do. Do it. It's your life. But just don't come looking a mess because I'm going to talk about it. Yeah, That's it. And then the absolute last tweet from this episode, Michelle looks more stressed from being Brenda's friend for three hours than she did throughout 78 days of survival. Yeah, I don't have much for Michelle, but also Michelle getting played on the first episode is actually very funny to me. Callum, my good UK brother, why would you lie like that? Like, why would you tell her you don't have a girlfriend, you don't have a situation, everything's peachy clean, and, you know, we could start fresh, and you have this girl falling for you, and then the next clip, the next day, they edited it, but it's seemingly so, the next day, you call Shorty, and then you start kissing the phone. It's not even kind of, like, light in terms of, like, what you're doing, but you really, like, kissing the phone, trying to tell girl back home goodbye. Michelle might have another breakdown on this season. I'm not going to hold you. Like, if this comes to a head, Michelle might flatline. But I don't know if it'll be before she sees Laurel or after she finds this out. But <laughs> Michelle having a breakdown is absolutely happening this season. <laughs> that would be hilarious. I'm like, why would you come on the show? And basically, he's been cheating from the first night. Since the first episode. What's kissing on people? You didn't think that was gonna be show? Like the cameras are always rolling, my guy. It's not even just the cameras rolling. It's you literally lying and then going and and having an interview after the fact and being like, "Damn, I may have gotten myself into something." Duh. Something is wrong with reality TV stars. I think it's time as a society we really talk about the true issues here of mental illness because what are you saying to me? Like, what are you saying? Like, don't gaslight us. We, please, we know what you're doing. Did he lie? He sure did lie. And he got to live in it. You know, I don't trust men with face tattoos anyway, so I... Yeah, Him and Emmanuel, because Emmanuel also has somebody and he was doing I don't things. Even, I, don't even, I don't even know he's there. Like, what? <laughs> what? You're... Yeah. Yeah, Emmanuel's still there, kicking... We'll see how he does as well because that man is just on an own island by himself. As my other favorite reality TV star, Evan Lozada, once says, You're a non motherfucking factor, okay? <laughs> You're a non factor. <laughs>
No, I'm joking. Honestly, I don't know even know what to expect this season. Like they keep showing the trailer of the season and it looks dry and dry and drier and driest. Like I'm not I'm not sure what to expect on this season, but again, I do like the formatting of just them having to work together as a full team, like a collective unit, also being individual winners and then at the end of the day like voting for people in front of their faces. Like, I just think that adds another element that we haven't seen in a little while. So that should be at least decent. And then, of course, the other part of seeing our old champion friends come back and kind of have something to say about what's going on. And I think Roll gets, uh, they'll say it whenever they do it, but I know they're going to be taking money from that pot. I guarantee that. And I literally, I I yelled when I saw CT. I was like, Christopher! He looks good. I'm excited for him to make some havoc. I mean, we're all rooting for CT um, at our core just because he's been through the lot in the past few years in his personal life. Even though he won the challenge twice recently, and it was honestly just off of straight being CT and nothing else. But I feel like personally, I've been reading a lot of what CT has been going through. And so shout out to him for even coming back and you know, being a part of this season of the show. But I'm not sure what to fully expect, but it's something different. It's it's the challenge. What do you expect at this point? It's the challenge. Nothing at all. And this is why we keep coming back every time. That is true. And we will continue to until we are led not to. But thank you guys for listening this week. This is the first episode of the challenge 39. So we'll be back next week to talk more about this show. If you would like to follow us on Twitter, you can add to the Alliance pod. Is it? It's Twitter slash X. Actually, I should probably, we should probably correct ourselves. Whatever. I don't Elon want Musk. to. I don't want to. It's still Twitter. <laughs> okay. Let's go with Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at Dual Alliance Pod. You can follow Megan on Twitter at Megs and Hines. You can follow myself at Ace underscore S5. And you can watch us on YouTube at Dual Alliance Podcast. So we'll be back next week to discuss more of 39. See you guys. Have a good week. Happy Halloween. Bye. Yeah. Bye.